Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. With the condemnation of Ye and Kyrie Irving in recent weeks for anti-Semitic comments, it had me ask the question, how should Christians respond to a sinful culture? Welcome to another episode of Counterthought. Back from Thanksgiving, I hope each and every one of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with, with family and friends. I know I had a good time. I was able to take a, an entire week off of work and really just relax and unplug, but I am back ready to dive into another episode of Counterthought. This is episode 73, which is crazy. I've officially surpassed the number of audio-only episodes with the number of video episodes now released. So all is well and good here. But over the Thanksgiving break, well, actually leading up to the week of Thanksgiving, you know, Kanye West and Kyrie Irving were making all types, all kinds of news for comments. Ye was, you know, regarding his comments of how Jews rule the world, basically, or at least in America, you know, they rule media, they rule um, uh, Hollywood and a few other industries. And that, you know, he said other comments in addition to that, which were um, anti-Semitic and I've watched a lot of videos, you know, people backing Kanye West, like, you know, maybe he actually does have a point here because when he said these comments, he was, you know, immediately dropped by numerous sponsors and, you know, I guess there's proof to be shown that, okay, well, the leaders of these um, corporations and companies and everything that they, they do have leaders who are Jewish, who are Jews. And it's like, okay, well, maybe this is exactly what he's talking about. Like they, they want to have a control of <clears throat> what you say, especially like in, in Hollywood and in media. And then about a week after that, Kyrie Irving, you know, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets came out and um, just shared a, a documentary that he found on, on, I think it was Amazon or Netflix, one of the two. And it was uh, interpreted as him then, you know, being anti-Semitic because the, the movie or the documentary is seen as, as is considered anti-Semitic, you know, and that kind of let off the set up the whole storm again that Ye had just experienced of, you know, they demanded an apology, the NBA, he was suspended for five games and I believe he is back. He's back now, but you know, they demanded an apology and he's like, you know, all, all I did was share it. You know, all I did was share it. And they're like, okay, well, well you shared it, but do you condemn the anti-Semitism? And yay. And Kyrie Irving uh, both believe or both say that they are Jewish. That ties back to the lost tribes of Israel, uh, the four lost tribes, uh, black Hebrews, as, as it is referred to. And it's just been a firestorm since then. It's been about, I think, two or three weeks since, you know, Ye first made his comments, maybe a little bit longer. And it is still going on to this day, uh, even meeting with Donald Trump, along with Nick Fuentes, um, 
from what I've been told, it is a surprise. It was a surprise visit, uh, or at least Nick Fuentes being involved in that visit was a surprise. And you know, now Donald Trump is catching heat for that, and he's like, "Well, you know, I didn't know Nick Fuentes was showing up. I was meeting with Kanye West or Ye." Uh, because you know they had ties going back to uh, his presidency from 2016 through through 2020, so it's just been this whole firestorm. And what I found myself, what I found asking uh, that I was asking myself is, okay, well, how come so many people are quick, you know, like immediate, instant, instantaneously condemn anti-Semitic comments? You know, I I think of um, when I think of Jewish individuals, I think of the religion Judaism. In college, I took a religion class focused on, well, the, the ones I focused on and, you know, attended their services and everything else to learn more about uh, different religions in this world. I went to, you know, a Christian church. That's what I grew up in. I went to um, uh, a Jewish church or not church, but temple, and then uh, went for an Islamic synagogue. <clears throat> So Judaism, Islam, and Christianity were the three you know, that I focused on in that religion class. But my, the question I was asking myself was, okay, well, people are so quick to, you know, to condemn racism, to condemn anti-Semitism. Should Christians be doing the same thing whenever we see things in this culture that are a direct attack or a mockery of our Lord, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, I was noodling on that for a couple of days and some th- uh, images of what I'd seen. There's popped in my head, you know, um, um, images of someone wearing, you know, like father, son, Holy ghost on a bikini, you know, the top is like father and son. And then, you know, down on the crotch is Holy ghost or Holy spirit. It's like, okay, well, should I, should Christians speak out against that? And then going back a few months with, um, with a concert in Houston, um, Travis, I forget his forget his name, uh, but anyway, he had a concert and you know aerial shot to the stage and everything. Right, it was it was a, as a cross and the cross was upside down and it was going in into this tunnel, which was seen as like considered the underworld and going back to uh, descriptions and everything in, in Revelation. And it's like, okay, well, should Christians speak out about that? Should we speak about other things in in our culture, or sinful things that are going on? Um, trafficking of children, um, pornographic material, uh, pedophilia, transgenderism, you know, uh, gay marriage, all these things. What is what are Christians supposed to do? Should Christians react as others act whenever there is blatant racism or you know anti-Semitism and, and the like? So I sat down and had a conversation with with uh, with one of my brother-in-laws um, who is who is a minister, and I asked him the question because he is very knowledgeable, super smart. Um, and I was like, "Well, this is you know." Nothing like a nice Thanksgiving conversation, right? To, to talk about these things, current events, uh, and some heavy stuff like this. But I asked the question. I was like, okay, so how are Christians supposed to respond? Should should Christians be responding and you know, lack of a better term, you know, condemning these acts that we see, condemning these actions, just as we have seen with 
again, with anti-Semitism and, and other cultural um, things going on in this world, because we are in a spiritual battle. It says that there is spiritual warfare in the Bible, and that goes you know, back thousands of years when, that, when it was written. And we see this today if you take a look around, especially if you, if you are a Christian, you are, should be aware of what is going on around you and be like, hmm, that's not right. Hmm, that's not right. You know, that's not right. That's not right. That's, that's sinful. You know, that's sinful. That's not something that God, Jesus would want us to do. You know, you know, right from wrong, you have this, uh, this scale and, and you know where things fall on, on the right and wrong scale. You're, you're aware or should be aware of what's going on in this world as a Christian in the warfare that is currently taking place. So I had this conversation and I asked a question like, what are Christians supposed to do? Like, are we supposed to be chastising, condemning every single thing that we see? And the question that was posed back to me was, you know, what, is, what does the Bible say? Perfect source, right? Just go back to the word of God. That is the infallible word of God comes from the Bible. And you know, I, I didn't have a good response. My response, I would say, was incorrect because I was thinking more of, okay, well, we we should speak out about these things. And I've done so in previous episodes. I've done episodes about, um, you know, transgenderism, especially with children and the, and the gender affirming care, as they like to call it, you know, pediatric uh, transgender surgeries and things. Um, episode 24, I did an episode about inclusive Christianity, how, how Christians need to be more inclusive and uh, show love to other individuals, you know, to be more welcoming and fulfill the Great Commission, to bring, to go out and make more disciples, to have more people convert and become Christians. Episode 28 was about restoring America to Christianity. I believe that is what we need to be as what we need to get to and be working towards in this country. Again, that ties back to the Great Commission, to going out and making more disciples of Jesus Christ. And then not only becoming a Christian, but then living your life according to um, the Christian doctrine and, and principles spelled out in the Bible. And then last but not least, episode 66 was about Christianity and the culture war, right? Very very similar to this episode, not exactly the same. If you haven't listened or watched any of these episodes, please go back and do so. Episodes 24, 28, and 66. But in episode 66, I had a guest, Anna, of the Wake Up Conservative. Great girl. And we talked about Christianity and the culture war. What should Christianity, how should Christians be responding to the culture war going on in this country? So very similar to the question I'm asking now, how should Christians respond to the sinful nature of our culture? Should we be condemning, chastising, you know, ridiculing? What should we be doing? Should we be speaking out against everything that we see that is sinful? And I was in the mindset, well, we probably should be speaking out. Obviously, I've done those episodes about those topics. You know, that's me speaking out. I'm not sitting over here like fire brimstone or, you know, holding a, a megaphone standing on the curbside and everything. And um, pounding the pavement and Bible thumping everyone in these episodes. But this, this podcast is about conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. And we're focused on culture and values in these episodes and in this episode itself. But my brother-in-law posed a question back to me. What does is, what is the Bible say? How are we supposed to act as Christians when it comes to sinful nature? And I'm like, okay, well, 
you know, well, in the New Testament, Paul's writing these letters and, you know, um, condemning the acts in a lot of these cities and um, towns and in the early church. And, you know, it was pointed out to me, yeah, but okay, well, those letters were directed to early Christian churches. And any kind of condemnation or calling out of the sin that was occurring was in the church. And that is where Christians need to be focusing on, on sinful activity is in the church. And then external, externally outside of the church, those who are not Christians, we need to be similar to like episode uh, 24, inclusive Christianity. We need to be acting with love towards others and interacting with individuals and making sure our actions reflect God, reflect Jesus Christ and how he would act and how we are supposed to act according to his word and fulfilling the great commission to building relationships with these individuals. If we are going to um, point out sinful ways to do so in a loving manner, in a way that, you know, invites them in to want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, you know, again, that was leading up to Thanksgiving, you know, not, not a light discussion. It was a short discussion, but, but not light. It was, it was pretty heavy. So then I did a little more research. Okay. Well, what is the, what does the Bible say? What are some examples of how Christians should, you know, call out, if call out the sin in our culture. And there are a couple ways in, in which we should, in, a couple of things we should keep in the forefront of our mind whenever we, whenever we are engaging in, in judgment, because judgment is a huge thing in the Bible. Um, if you're familiar, if you're not familiar, judgment is huge. You know, there's famous, um, not famous, but stories in the Bible, parables in the Bible, you know, don't cast the first stone, um, you know, eye for an eye, all this, you know, judgment and, and everything. And in John 7, 24, says, stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. This is, you know, right judgment versus wrong judgment. Don't look at someone on the, ex on the externally, don't look on the outside, their appearance and, and judge them, judge them correctly, judge them according to their, their heart, uh, their superficial judgment, which is, you know, we're not supposed to do that. Uh, that goes back to the the appearances, but superficial judgment, passing someone, passing judgment on someone according to their their appearment, uh, the appearance, which again was John seven twenty four. You know, we should not jump to conclusions before we know what exactly is going on. There are proverbs, a proverb about this. Uh, proverbs eighteen thirteen. Um, Simon had passed judgment on a woman based on the appearance and reputation but could not see that the woman had been forgiven. And uh, Jesus rebuked the, un or and Simon then <coughs> drew Jesus's rebuke in Luke 7, uh, 36 through 50 for his unrighteous judgment. So there's superficial judgment based on appearance and not fully understanding what is going on. And again, that can be easily done in today's culture. We, especially with the way we consume information, whether you consume your information on social media or reading news articles, might be quick to react. I'm guilty of this. You know, I'm a sinful individual. First to like, just boom, pop off a, an instant reaction and not fully understand what is going on. 
Then there is hypocritical judgment, right? Condemning someone for what sinful for something sinful that they are doing while you yourself are also doing that same thing. We see hypocrisy in our culture all over the place, right? Especially in politics. We and we are quick both sides to jump out and point out hypocrisy or what aboutism or whatever you want to refer to it as. But hypocritical judgment. Um, again, in Matthew 7, 1, that's and then Matthew 6, 2 and 5 and 16, um, warnings against hypocrisy in that we often point out the sin of others while we ourselves are con- committing that same sin. But do we condemn ourselves? We want to condemn others, but do we also condemn ourselves for those for those same actions? And then there is like harsh, unforgiving judgment. We see a lot of this today, you know, very harsh responses, um, calling individuals names, spreading lies and rumors about other people, um, basically being unforgiving for what it is that the that an individual has done. Um, Titus 3.2 says, we are to always be gentle toward everyone. This goes back to love. This goes back to um, episode 24 about uh, inclusive um, Christianity. We need to always be gentle towards everyone. We need to show love. We need to be uh, creating an environment and relationships with individuals within the church, within our own Christian church, and as well with those who are not Christ followers in order to have a relationship and show them what it is like to have a relationship with God, to act with or to act from that relationship with the Lord, to act according to God's word, and to then be making, bringing more people to Jesus Christ and fulfilling that great commission of making more disciples. Uh, and then Jesus warns in, I believe it's Matthew 5, 5, 7, that in the same way you, jo- yes, in Matthew 5, 7, in the same way you judge others, you too will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Matthew 7, 1, or Matthew 5, 7, and Matthew 7, 2. So are we extending mercy to individuals? Are we extending grace to individuals? In Matthew 5, 7, sorry, correcting. Matthew 5, 7, we are to show mercy to others. Matthew 7, 1, 7, 2, verses 1 and 2 is when, in the same way we judge others, we too will be judged, and the mechanism that we use will also be measured to us. And that is regarding harsh and, un- and unforgiving judgment. We are not to be unforgiving. We are to show mercy and love to each other. And then self-righteous judgment. Uh, We are called to have humility, to be humble. God opposes the proud, James 4, 6. Um, And Luke, God sees the heart and um, God sees the heart of individuals. We need to remember that we ourselves need to see the heart of individuals. And if someone is being sinful, as I've just discussed here and outlined, we need to be showing them love. And I am aware that I am not perfect in this. You yourself are not perfect in this. We are imperfect individuals. 
But when it comes to the sinful culture and the spiritual warfare that is going on, we need to put on the armor of God and, you know, defend Christianity, but not in the way that we would be harsh or self-righteous. Don't be unforgiving. Don't be hypocritical. We need to extend love to these individuals. We need to understand individual individuality. We need to not judge based on the appearance we, appearance of someone. We need to uh, look deeper to the heart of an individual and understand where they are coming from, why they think this way, why they are acting this way. And then again, through our actions, which should reflect Christ, which should reflect God and the love and mercy and grace that they have shown us, we need to um, bestow that upon everyone that we interact with, which I know is hard because again, I struggle with this. You know, I created this, I, most of my episodes, majority of them are politically focused, responding to the political news, the current events of today, going back, you know, all 70 with this episode, episode 73, more than half of them are political in nature. And with that comes a lot of quick reaction. So I am guilty of, you know, self-righteous judgment. I am guilty of judging someone based on, on appearance or a situation on an appearance. I am guilty of harsh, unforgiving judgment. That one I would like to say I'm commit the least, like to say I commit the least, because uh, uh, I don't like people doing that to me. Um, but I can say I'm not perfect in it. I've, I've definitely done it before. But this is what we need to focus on when it comes to forgiveness and how we should respond to a sinful culture in our world in America, especially with the judgment aspect. How can someone who does not have who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, who has not been in the church, who does not know what it is to live by God's word. We are judging them, but they have no knowledge of, they could have no knowledge of right and wrong the way we as Christians have knowledge of right and wrong. So how can we judge them, hold them to the standard of what Christ holds us to as Christians when they themselves are not Christians? We can't. We need to show love to them. We need to show God's goodness to them through our actions, through our words. We as Christians need to be welcoming to those who are outside of the church, who are outside of the Christian faith and bring them in. Chill out on the judgment, right? You're just going to push them away and more than likely they're never going to return. So if you have an opportunity or when you have opportunities to reach these individuals who do not know God who do not know Jesus Christ, extend your arms out to them and bring them into a relationship with Jesus through genuine concern, genuine conversations with these individuals. Be genuine in your actions. If you're not genuine in your actions, that can easily be snuffed out, easily be seen, and then that will be the same as if you um, cast some harsh criticism, harsh judgment on that same individual. People can tell when you're real. And we need to be real in our relationships. And as much as I'm speaking to you, I'm also speaking to myself. Because again, we are all sinful. We all fall short of the glory of God. But we are also all forgiven. 
of our sins. And we need to also be forgiving of those individuals. And again, cultivate relationships, demonstrate how it is to demonstrate what it is or to live as a Christian by following God's word. And then maybe that'll pique someone's interest and be like, hmm, how are they able to act that way? Why do they act that way? You never know who God is going to bring into your life. You never know who it's going to be. And each individual is an opportunity to show what it means to live through your relationship and by your relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, bringing more and more individuals into the Christian church and fulfilling that great commission, which God has called us to do. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.